Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. And check out our Instagram page, instagram.com slash greatdetectives. I want to encourage you, if you've not already, to pick up a copy of my novel, Slime Incorporated. It is a modern detective story, but with a lot of nods to classic detective fiction. It's a story of murder and dirty politics set against the backdrop of the Idaho gubernatorial election. You can get the book as a paperback, an ebook, or you can also get it as an audiobook through audible.com or the iTunes store. Well, now it's time for this week's episode of Mystery is My Hobby, and the title is Death Ask Questions. Mystery is My Hobby. Ladies and gentlemen, Barton Drake speaking. For tonight's drama, I've selected case history number 126 from my book, Mystery is My Hobby. I call it, Death Asks Questions. And now to Glenn Langan as Barton Drake for the first act of Mystery is My Hobby. No, he's in there. He must be in there. It's only 9.30. He can't hide from me. I'll find out. Donald? Donald? It's Lily. I'll wager he's hiding in the study. Well, he's going to see me whether he wants to or not. Donald! Donald! Let me in. Locked. Donald! Let me in or I'll smash every vase in the place. Find out if you're in there or not. Oh, good heavens. Something you wanted, Miss Fountain. Hutchins, where have you been? I've been ringing for five minutes. Might I ask why you were peering through the keyhole into the master's study? Yes, you might ask. You might also notify the police. Police? Mr. Dawes is in there, all right. Apparently... He is dead. I yawned sleepily, turned over in my bed. It had been a tough night. And I felt like I wanted to sleep forever. Those darn door chimes were ringing. 
Oh, well, it was probably the milkman, and Mike Fats take care of that. So I turned over and dropped off again. I wanted to finish that dream. I coming, I coming, Morning, Mike. Where's Bart? He's still in the arms over sleep, Inspector. What, at 10.15 in the morning? Hey, 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 let me in. No, no. Mr. Drake, he's very tired, Inspector. He do not wish to be disturbed. I'll disturb him. Huh. In bed at this time of the day. It isn't decent. Oh, no, don't you. All the policemen crazy. Hey, Bart. Bart, wake up. What? I want you to go with me on a case, Bart. Come on, come on, wake up. Mm-hmm. Who's been murdered? Donald Dodds. What? The drama critic? Yes, the most hated guy in show business. The playboy who plays the dirtiest. Well, who discovered the body? Lily Fontaine did. Lily Fontaine, the star? What was she doing in Dawes' apartment? Lily's his ex-wife. Yeah, yeah, everybody knows that. Mike? Yes, sir, Mr. Drake? Turn on the shower, Mike. Put a couple of cups of coffee on the table. I'm leaving with the inspector immediately. Hey, Bart, I want some... Nah, not this morning, inspector. I'm sorry. We haven't time for eggs. Morning, gentlemen. Morning. Well, hello, Bart. I haven't seen you for a long time. How are you, Lily? Sorry I couldn't get to the opening of your play last night. How did it go? Then you haven't seen this morning's papers. No, no, I haven't. Well, when you do, you'll understand why I'm not too upset over what's happened to Donald. Well, what was in the papers? Donald's review of my show. My own show, mind you. I'm the star, and I have most of my money invested in it. What did he say, Lily? He said, mercifully for all concern, Miss Fontaine dies at the end of Act Two. Stinker. Well, that was rather nasty. Come on, Bart, let's take a look at the body. Coming, Inspector. Who has a key to the study? It's in Mr. Dawes' pocket, I presume. He invariably locks himself in when he works, gentlemen. Huh. Well, then we'll have to break the door open. No, wait a minute, Inspector. I'd like to look through the keyhole first. Waste of time, I'd say. I... What do you see? He's seated at his desk, and his head lying in his hands. <coughs> hey, hey, what's the matter? What's the matter? The rest of you people, get outside. Get outside quick. Come on, Miss Van hey. Inspector, let's break it in. Okay. I... Hey, what's that smell like? Hold your breath, Inspector. Let's get out of here. You'd better send for the decontamination squad. This room is full of poison gas. I guess it's safe enough for us to go back in now, Bart. Yes, I think so, Inspector. The rest of you better come along, too, if you don't mind. Well, hair as clean as a whistle. Your boys wouldn't have touched anything with the Inspector. Of course not. All they did was clean out the air. Good. Well, it's a wonder to me somebody didn't kill him long ago. You shouldn't talk like that, Lily. The Inspector here will put you down as one of his suspects. <laughs> the only reason I didn't kill him myself was because I didn't know how. My dear Lily, I would advise you to keep such thoughts to yourself. Nobody. Nobody has the right to take a human life, no matter what the provocation. Hey, Bart. Hmm? No marks or wounds of any kind on the body. No. 
Well, I didn't think there would be, did you, Inspector? Or do you know someone who's developed a method of stabbing a person by gas? Hmm? If only I hadn't had my day off yesterday, this never would have happened. That will depend upon what time the death occurred, Hutchins. Hey, Bart. What's this? What, Inspector? This. Well, I would say it was an ordinary uh, electric plate, Inspector. Yeah, and it's red hot. Mr. Dawes was in the habit of taking tea tea in here when he was working. It's a dirty habit, too. He used to leave tea leaves all over the room. This has a familiar ring to it somewhere. Hey, Bart, what on earth are you doing? Following this wire, Inspector. Yes. Come here, look. Over here behind the curtain next to the wall. Well, that wire's been spliced. Yeah. Spliced to one of these warmers, the warmer used to heat up a baby's nursing bottle. And that thing in it, it looks like a little bomb. Yes, indeed, Inspector. There's your weapon at the gas bomb. The heat from this warmer caused the gas to expand and fill the room. Good night. What'll they try next? Lily, come here a minute. Yes, Bob? You remarked a minute ago that you would have killed Donald yourself if you'd known how. Well, uh, I know I said it, but... This leads me to believe that you definitely would have known how. What? What do you mean? Isn't this the way you are killed in your new play at the end of the second act? Well, I... Isn't it? Well, well, yes, but... Mm-hmm. But I didn't kill Donald. I didn't. You discovered the body? Yes. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. You entered the house with your own key? Yes, I've always kept my key to this apartment. You came to make a scene, didn't you, Lily? I came to have an understanding with him. I told him my play opened last night. Donald had no right to ruin my play, make me lose my investment. Just on account of his childish desire to show the world he spurns me. I'm definitely of the opinion, gentlemen... Miss Fountaine had nothing to do with the master's death. Nobody asked you for your opinion. Miss Fountaine was looking through the keyhole when I came into the room. <laughs> she was genuinely surprised when she saw that Mr. Dawes was dead. Boy, it's hot in here. That electric plate being on all night, well, sure. Well, there, there's some lemonade in the icebox. If you like, I'll... I'd like. All right, I'll be back in a moment, Jeff. If you really want to find Donald's murderer, why don't you question Valentine Rayleigh? Valentine? Not the genius. Yes. Actor, writer, director, star, producer. And heaven knows what else. What makes you think he knows anything? Well, Val's the reason the present Mrs. Dawes hasn't been able to get a divorce. So? Donald filed a countersuit, naming Valentine a co-respondent. He tied them both up in knots. Well, interesting. Where can Mr. Rayleigh be located? He lives in this same building, up on the next floor. Probably still in bed, though. (laughs) I guess the inspector can wake him up, eh, Inspector? <laughs> and how? You remain here till we get back, if you please, Miss Fountain. Very well. There's the lemonade, gentlemen. You might as well drink it before you go. Oh, yeah, yeah. Give me, give Thanks, me. Thanks, Hutchins. Inspector. Hey, hey, hey. What'd you do that for? I couldn't let you drink it, Inspector. The lemonade has a faint odor of almonds. <laughs> Now, back to Glen Langan as Barton Drake for the second act of... Mystery is My Hobby. We're wasting our time coming up here, Bart. This Valentine guy won't know anything. I'll never be too sure, Inspector. Well, we got the guy who did it downstairs. Duffy's taking care of him. Who, Hutchins? Sure. Didn't he try to poison us? Not necessarily, Inspector. If the lemonade was in the icebox, anybody could have dropped the poison in. Well, I still think he's it. You do, hmm? 
So you're absolving Miss Fontaine. Sure, come to think of it. She couldn't have done it. She was at her theater all evening. Mm -hmm. Dawes must have been at the theater too, Inspector. The review he wrote was in the morning paper. (laughs) I'll ring and see if the genius is up. Call me. Come on, Bart, let's go in. Thanks for calling, Lily. Yes, I guess they're here now. In here, gentlemen. I was on the phone. Lily Fountaine? That's none of your business. Hey, hey, wait a minute. We're cops. That doesn't frighten me. It might go much easier with you, Mr. Riley, if you choose to answer our questions. I don't choose to, and besides that, I resent the intrusion of a couple of lousy flat feet. Why, you... Keep a civil hot tongue in your head, Valentine. Go on, get out of here. You invited us in, and I think we'll stay. Oh, yes? Now, get out! Hey, hey, Bart, I never saw that happen to you before. You knocked you down. Get out! Why, you dirty louse, you can't hit Barton Drake. Just a minute, Inspector. Well, the... I'll take care of this. Oh, you... That's better. Now, get up, and I'll knock you down again. Don't! Don't hit me. My profile. Then get up and be good. Uh, I'm sorry. I lost my head. Yes, I am too, but you lose more than that if you don't start acting like a gentleman. Now, was that Lillian Fontaine that you were talking to when we came in? I don't see what difference it makes, but it was. Then you know about Donald Dawes? Yes, Lily told me. Ah, that's better. Now, Mr. Riley. What about this affair of yours with the present, Mrs. Dawes? Ah, simply for publicity purposes. Hmm? Publicity? Yes! Oh, June and I had a love affair, but I assure you that Donald Dawes and myself were the best of friends. Dawes has a very strange way of showing it. One doesn't usually name his friend as co-respondent. Publicity! Insisted that he do. Oh, gentlemen, this shocks me terribly. Why, Donald and I attended the theater together last night... We left after the second act. I came home with him and sat in his study while he wrote the review. Donald was tired, so I offered to deliver his criticism to his newspaper personally. And that, gentlemen, can easily be proved. Just pick up the phone there and call the city desk. Ask who delivered Dawes' copy last night, what time, and by who. We'll check on that, I assure you. Getting back to June Dawes. The fight you and Donald had outside the Royal Room in the Stratford Hotel... That was for publicity, of course. Of course it was. Mm -hmm. And both of you being arrested for disturbing the peace and Dawes' subsequent charges against you for assault and battery, that also was for publicity. (laughs) I can see you know very little about theatrical people, Mr. Drake. Mm -hmm. If an actor gets arrested for drunken driving or if he gets a reputation for mistreating women, the silly public fills the theater to overflowing. They want to get a look at this monstrosity whether he has any talent or not. Why, then, shouldn't I, with all my ability, take advantage of this curiosity for the morbid? Especially when I could also give them my talents when they come to see me. Mm. You don't believe that Donald and I were the closest of friends? Ask the city editor if I didn't deliver that copy last night. Oh, I'm quite sure, as long as you're so insistent. Uh, you're substantiated. Hmm. Really want to solve this murder? Ask Lily Fountaine where she was during the third act of her show last night. Where was she? Ask Lily, not me. I'm no stool pigeon. Come on, Inspector. We're going back to Donald Dawes' apartment. Mr. Rayleigh, 
Will you come willingly? Or do you wish us to carry you and get some more publicity? Lily, Valentine Rayleigh here wishes to ask you where you were during the third act of your play last night. Why? Why, I was in my dressing room, of course. Oh, no, you weren't. I came backstage after the second act. You weren't even in the theater. Now, where were you? I do the questioning, if you please, Mr. Rayleigh. Well, Lily. Well, well, yes, I did leave the theater after the second act. Where did you go? I, I went for a walk. And you walked over here, isn't that right? I did not. I was nervous about my play. I just went out to get a bit of air. Ah, but you did come over here. Answer me. I told you I did not. But even if I had, I certainly wouldn't have known how to rig up the electrical apparatus that killed Donald. The same rig you use in your play. That's enough, really. But I know who could have rigged it up, Bart. So? Who? Val could. With his knowledge of stage production and lighting effects, he could have done it very easily. Look here, Lily. Don't go accusing me. And that story about his affair with June Dawes being for publicity purposes is a downright dirty lie. Lily, I'll sue you. Val and Donald have hated each other for years. Even Hutchins will tell you that. How about that, Hutchins? Well, I'm afraid Miss Fontaine is correct, gentlemen. However, I do believe that Mr. Rayleigh was trying to make up with Mr. Dawes. I overheard him speaking to Mr. Rayleigh on the telephone several times this past week. So what? So what if we were mad at each other? And I did make an appointment for Mr. Dawes to go to the opening of the play last night with Mr. Rayleigh. There, see? That ought to prove to you that we decided to bury the hatchet. Will you see where that is, please, Hutchins? Uh, yes. And I did go to the opening with Donald. And I came back here like I told you. And when I left him last night to go to the newspaper office, we settled our differences completely. This is Donald Dawes. Fine, okay. The rest of you go into the other room. Bart and I want to talk to this baby alone. <laughs> Lily phoned me, Inspector. I came right over. <laughs> Lily is quite a broadcasting station. So you already know that your husband's dead, huh? Yes. How do you feel about the matter, Mrs. Dawes? Well, I'm sorry for Donald, of course. However, I must truthfully admit that I'd ceased to love him. I was getting a divorce, you know. Yes, yes, we know. Tell me, Mrs. Dawes, when did you last see your husband? Five days ago, Mr. Drake, but only at the attorney's office. We had a conference to see if our mutual feelings could be soothed enough so that... I could go ahead and obtain a divorce without any further scandal. You can go ahead and marry Valentine Rayleigh now if you still want to. You know that, don't you? Yes, I, I suppose so. And as Dawes' widow, you'll inherit any money he had. No, Inspector. Mr. Dawes had changed his will and pointed that out to me at our last conference. He said he did it as a precautionary measure. Ah. So he was afraid either you or Rayleigh might murder him, huh? I hate to admit it, but I'm afraid that's the conclusion I draw to I were in your position. Mrs. Dawes, where were you last night? I... I... I was over here. Oh, why? I wanted to see Don and have a talk with him. I'd forgotten that he was attending Lily's play. I see. What time did you get here? Uh, about nine. He wasn't home, so you let yourself in and waited for him. Is that it? No, Mr. Drake, I, I couldn't get in. It was Hutchins' day off. Did you have a key? No, I, I, I lost it. I had to wait outside. I see. How long did you wait? Oh, it was about an hour and a half, I guess, until almost 10.30. And then she came. She? Who? Lily. She got out of the cab up at the corner and ran down here. She didn't see me. I was hiding back in the shadows. She unlocked the door and went inside. How long was Lily inside the apartment, Miss Dawes? About 
20 minutes. You saw her come out? Yes, she... She ran up to the corner where she had the cab waiting and drove off. That's a great story, Miss Dawes, only I don't believe it. No, wait a minute, Inspector. What did you do then, Mrs. Dawes? I, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I can't seem to remember. <laughs> That's silly. Oh, but it's true. When I saw her go into the house when I couldn't, I was still his wife. Well, something snapped. I... I don't remember what I did until this morning. Why, you little cat, I'll pull your hair out from the roots. Don't you slap me, you, you hell. Hey, hey, what's up? Lily and Valentine must be having a free-for-all. Come on, Inspector. Dirty murderers. Speak for yourself, you wench. All right, all right, none of that. Now, come on, come on, you two. Separate. He accused me of killing Donald. He did? And what did you do, Lily? The vixen. She slapped my face. Now, now, calm down, you two. Lily, oh. what did you say you were last night during the third act? Oh, I told you. Out taking a walk. Yes, I remember what you told me. Are you sure you don't want to change that story? We can check with the cab company, you know. Oh, all right. But how did you know? Mrs. Dawes saw you. What was she doing here? Never mind that. What were you doing here? Ah, then you were here, you, you Delilah. The checks. What checks, Mr. Rennie? What I thought all along. Lily came here during the third act of a play and set the trap. Everybody in the theater knows that a critic has to leave the theater after the second act in order to get his story in in time for the morning edition. Don and I did leave after the second act, and we stopped long enough to get a sandwich. Afterwards, we came here, and Don wrote his copy. I took it to the paper, and after that, just as you hoped, Lily, Don made himself a cup of tea. While he was doing that, your gas bomb exploded and killed him. Uh, lucky for me, I got out in time. Oh, it's a lie. Donald wasn't here. I couldn't have gotten into the study. Even if I'd wanted to, everybody knows I haven't got a key to the study. Neither is anybody else. Hmm. Well, Inspector, I guess we know. I'll get it. Yeah? This is Denton. Yeah? Checks, eh? You sure? Yeah, that does make a difference. I'll be seeing you. Boys, check for the newspaper, Bart. Yes, Inspector. The profile here delivered a copy just as he said about 11 o'clock. See, what did I tell you? But here's a funny thing, Bart. Medical examiner says that gas notwithstanding, Donald Dawes died from the effects of poison. Hmm. Poison that killed him almost instantly. Poison that was administered to him in a drink and... That the drink probably was uh, lemonade. Well, well, well. Now, there's more. Medical examiner also says that Dawes had been dead for 14 hours when his body reached the morgue at 11 o'clock this morning. Yes, indeed. Murder always comes home to roost. Well, that's it, Inspector. Go ahead. Make your arrest. Now, back to Glenn Langan as Barton Drake for... Mystery is my hobby. got a pretty good play there, don't you think so, Inspector? Yeah, I can't understand why Dawes lambasted it so. Don't you? No. 
Come on, Bart. You told me you wouldn't let me in on how you figured this thing out until after I'd seen the play. Mm-hmm. Well, I've seen it. And I can't see that the play had anything to do with it. It didn't, Inspector. It was merely an excellent bit of scenery setting. One that only a genius like Valentine Rayleigh would think of. Come on, come on. Stop talking in riddles. All right. In the first place, Hutchins and the two girls were easily eliminated. Yeah? How? Well, it was Hutchins' day off. He wasn't even there. And as for Lily and Mrs. Dawes, neither of them had a key to the study. Also, Lily was on the stage at the very time the murder happened. And June Dawes couldn't even get inside the house, remember? What do you mean, at the time the murder happened? Well, you certainly checked that, didn't you, Inspector? Well, yeah, yeah. Fourteen from eleven, that makes it around, uh, nine o'clock in the evening. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Hey, wait a minute. It couldn't have happened at nine o'clock. Huh? Why not, Inspector? Because Dawes was at the theater, too, reviewing the show. Valentine took Dawes' review down to the newspaper himself. The city the editor said he did. Mm-hmm. Well, he lied. Who, the city editor? Now, look, No, Mark. no, no, not the city editor. Valentine lied. He didn't take Dawes' review. He took his own. He took... Huh? That's what I said. Dawes was dead at 9 o'clock. How could he have written it? No, Inspector. Mr. Rayleigh came to see Dawes early in the evening. He was admitted to the study by Dawes himself. While there, Dawes drank some lemonade into which Valentine dropped a lethal dose. Poor Dawes. He must have died right there and then. But why all that faulty roll about the gas bomb? I think Valentine hoped that he could throw suspicion on Lily, seeing that she used the same device in her show. Also, he must have figured that the police would take it for granted that Dawes was murdered with the gas and wouldn't bother with an autopsy. You don't know the department? No. (laughs) Well, Bart, I'm... I'm glad I made you come with me this morning. Yes, I'm I, Inspector. Of course, I could have figured it out, but that guy Valentine was throwing a lot of curves. Mm-hmm. He would have struck you out, too, Inspector, except that, uh... But... Huh? Mystery is my hobby. Ben Langan will return in just a moment. Mystery is My Hobby is written by Fred Howard and directed by Dave Titus. Tonight's episode was based on an original story by Ray Wilson. Our original music was composed and played by Len Salvo. Included in tonight's cast were Ken Christie with Helen Geddes, Irene Tedrow, John McIntyre, and Charlie Long. The events depicted in this story were entirely fictional, and any resemblance to actual places or people, living or dead, is purely coincidental. And now, here's Glenn Langan with a word about next week's story. Thank you, Bruce Buell. Next week, plan to be with us when I bring you case history number 127. It's the story of a woman's greed. I call it Death Buys Diamonds. Until then, this is Glenn Langan saying good night. Welcome back. Well, I like that little bit of uh, 
peril right before the uh, little break where uh, Bart uh, stops Inspector Denton from drinking the poison. Generally not a well-advised idea to uh, take refreshments at the murder house. I also wondered if there was a clue in the story when it uh, the review referred to the second act of the play, but the killer uh, said that he and the victim left after act one to get the review in. Though I do kind of wonder if it's like in some other areas where uh, the uh, critic is kind of given some advance notice, uh, like as to how the whole plot plays out so that he can have that in mind as he's writing his review. I'm not certain on that, and Drake didn't call it out as a clue, so I can't say for sure whether I identified a false clue or the writers inserted a clue and forgot they did it. At any rate, we turned to listener comments and feedback, and I received some listener uh, reaction to my post-show commentary on episode 3468, Death Buys Flowers. In particular, my thoughts on Inspector Danton's marksmanship challenge to Barton Drake over shooting suspects. Derek uh, writes in, uh, Your commentary after the episode was absolutely hysterical. Normally, you just give your take on the show and what you agreed or didn't agree with. It never occurred to me about how easy it was for Barton to get a gun, and to hear you do a routine as to what may have been said was so funny. Keep up the great work. Well, thank you so much, Derek. And Barton actually, I believe in a previous episode, did have a gun, but... Inspector Denton was really trying to make sure that this was a totally even victim shooting uh, challenge. I don't do that sort of thing often, but sometimes you just have that situation there was unique. Matt uh, also uh, commented on it. I have to say, uh, this week's mystery is my hobby. I was cr uh, cackling at Adam's commentary on Inspector Danton getting a police revolver from the armory. Oh, don't worry, there will be a suspect to shoot at. And Stephen says, generally one of the funniest things I've heard in a while. Great stuff. Well, thank you so much. Appreciate your comments. And then we also got a little bit of a clarifying uh, comment. Uh, re voice recognition, I guess. Dave uh, emailed in to say, I had to point out the elevator man in uh, this was voiced by Junius Matthews, the man who voiced Rabbit from Winnie the Pooh, and he also did Archimedes from Sword in the Stone. Really enjoy the show. Well, thank you so much. It, it's always a treat to recognize uh, voices from those uh, childhood animation classics. Uh, when they uh, appear in detective programs. Well, I do want to go ahead now and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to Deborah, Patreon supporter since December 2018, currently supporting us at the detective sergeant level of $7.14 or more per month. Thank you so much for your support. That'll do it for now. If you are listening to this on YouTube, be sure to like this episode, choose the subscribe option, and mark the notification bell. But join us back here tomorrow for yours truly, Johnny Dollar, and then we will be back next Thursday, another episode of Mystery is My Hobby. In the meantime,
time, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.